Discoverability is key when it comes to having a successful podcast. And I'm so pumped about sharing this amazing platform that can revolutionize the way people discover your podcast. I'm chatting with Amit Kukraji, who is the founder of Audia, so you can get your content in front of more listeners. Welcome to the Leverage Your Podcast Show. I'm your host, Lindsay Phillips of Smooth Business Podcasting. My goal is to help you leverage podcasting to optimize and skyrocket your visibility, authority, content, and more by sharing insider secrets from podcast industry experts who have created a successful business through podcasting. So let's take a listen to our chat. I'm so happy to have you here chatting with me today um, from Idea. So some of my audience may have heard me talk about Idea before or have seen it online. And I just think it is the next best thing um, when it comes to podcasting and just getting discovered and discovering other podcasts. And so Amit uh, Kukraja is the founder of Idea. And so I just, of course, had to have him uh, on and chat with him and because I want more people to use it and I want more people to um, expand their impact using their podcast. So uh, thanks for, ha- for coming and chatting with me. Thank you for having me on, Lindsay. I really appreciate it. I'm happy to dive deep into what we're cooking up here at Audio. Yeah. So how I explain the app is that it's like a search engine. So it's almost like a mix between YouTube and Spotify, but for podcasts Mm. where you can search and you actually get individual episodes versus just a podcast. Um, So that's kind of how I explain it. How do you explain your product or your service? Yeah, I think you nailed it right on the head. Um, what, what we're trying to do with Audia is we're trying to change the way audio content is distributed. And mm-hmm. your listeners are probably familiar that the way it's usually distributed is through a RSS feed where you upload it to a hosting service, Buzzsprout, Anchor, there's a ton of them. And then those hosting services distribute it to all the platforms that uh, ultimately people con- consumers go to listen to the content. Apple and Spotify are obviously the biggest ones. There's a lot of them, but Apple and Spotify, you know, yeah. 99% of the market. Um, the problem with that model, what we're, we're noticing is that it doesn't really give a supply and demand network effect that uh, platforms like YouTube, Twitter, uh, TikTok have been able to create, where people upload content directly to the platform. And then the multi-billion dollar question is how can the platform algorithmically curate the content that is uploaded to their content for which they have proprietary data about, which RSS right. feeds don't really have. And then can use that data to then recommend it to consumers in the most meaningful way. So the reason YouTube has 2 billion people coming per month is not only because people are searching on the platform, but because a video uploaded on YouTube is not also shown on Vimeo. It's on YouTube, which means people can trust to go to that platform to get the content. And that allows YouTube to also algorithmically recommend the content to millions upon billions of different users. I think that platform at scale, a true search engine for audio does not exist on some of the major apps simply because of the RSS model. And I think if we could create that and even get one tenth of, you know, how many people use users, uh, how many people use YouTube, I think that could be pretty big for audio. I think it's huge. Um, And even like as a listener, if I like, okay, I want to know how to, I don't know, do Facebook ads. Um, and you know, you want to search and you're a podcast listener, it's so hard and you got to like sift through things and search Mm -hmm. through different shows. And it's like, even just as a listener and consumer, it's hard for me to really find what I want. 
And then also like as a podcast um, host, it's like just to be able to be found more easily and to really connect with the people that want to listen to your specific content and your avatar, that is a game changer to me. Yeah, because, well, Lindsay, what's going on, and you probably know this because you have so many podcasting clients, is like you make a phenomenal piece of content. It's like it's great content. Objectively, it is good audio. You put it in the RSS feed. Boom, you're on every app in the world, right? Old 10 trillion of <laughs> apps that connect to RSS feeds. Um, and then the podcast is just sitting there and it's like dying in a graveyard on Spotify and Apple. And people, that's why people quit podcasting so, so quickly after a couple of episodes, because they're like, well, I don't know what else I have to do until they recognize, oh, I have to do all the marketing. I have to drive traffic. I got to send the Spotify link to 17,000 places so people can come. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Everyone has to do marketing. Everyone has to ultimately build their brand. But at some level to me, if you're a technology platform, Spotify is a $60 billion company. Apple's a $2 trillion company. Apple podcasts, you know, very big. You've got to have some ethical responsibility to do something for the creators that are uploading the content to your service. And at the point where, you know, Spotify in particular, and this is not to dunk on them. This is just the reality of their business model. They have 700 exclusive audio podcasts. Um, They have 95 million songs. They have a basically fiduciary commitment to get royalties to record labels that are supplying them with the premium content that is music. They have a fiduciary commitment to get an ROI on the exclusive podcast they buy, like Joe Rogan, Caller Daddy, Mm. et cetera, which means you can have a phenomenal piece of content around weight loss. It's not popping up in someone's home feed on Spotify because Spotify or Apple, they're not going to get any ROI off showing that piece of content. Whereas on YouTube, YouTube is an algorithmic machine that says, oh, you search for intermittent fasting. That's kind of related to weight loss. Let's take this video. Let's put it in front of you. If you click on it, we'll show it to more people. And then boom, the flywheel gets going because that doesn't exist for audio because you upload the podcast, it sits in the graveyard. And now you have to drive all the traffic. That's why I think discoverability sucks. So So if you could centralize that and change that and build the ecosystem around it in one platform, I think there's a chance that works. I totally agree. And so, I mean, you, you have some different features and I don't want to rhyme on, um, but so how would you explain kind of like how it works and some of the features that it has, like as a podcaster? Yeah. So one of the things we've noticed that podcasters are doing is that they're uploading their full episodes, like, like you should. Um, but on top of that, they're cutting up their episodes into clips and um, mm. not necessarily 30 second audiograms, things of that nature, but rather you did a, you know, an hour long interview with an entrepreneur and there's uh, five good 10 minute segments. The first segment is like how this entrepreneur almost went bankrupt. And the next segment is how this entrepreneur made a million dollars after selling their company. Those two individual 10 minute segments on Audia, what we've noticed that podcasters are doing, or they're separating them into separate ideas. So one podcast traditionally that would go to Spotify and Apple in an RSS feed mm. is becoming six ideas mm. on Audia. And the beauty of that is each of those ideas get their own thumbnail, title, description, yeah. tags, and a ton of keywords because bankrupt is a one keyword. And then a million is another keyword. True. And the beauty of that is then if someone comes to Audia and they search for bankrupt, you're going to pop up. If they search for a million, you're going to pop up. And it's like, okay, so the way to game Audia is to make a ton of different ideas, obviously have good quality content, use a ton of different relevant keywords around each of those ideas. And then boom, the ecosystem of the platform is going to shoot you in front of as many keywords as it can uh, find for users searching for that content. And again, that doesn't really exist on the Spotify and Apples of the world because it doesn't make sense to upload a 10 minute clip versus the hour long podcast, because it's not going anywhere anyway, no matter how many keywords No, you it's use, still on the same, track. yeah, it's on the same RSS street, yeah. so to speak. 
Right. Yeah. So, so that's I, what people are doing on the platform. I love that. And really, it's another way of using content that you already have and leveraging yes. the content that you already have, which is huge. There, there was a video on YouTube that got recommended to me um, uh, that from the Uber CEO, uh, the first interview he did in 2009. Now, a 2009 piece of content is showing up in my home feed. Guess what? I clicked on it. Why? Because the other day I was searching for Uber and I just wanted to know the history about the company and I was into it. So YouTube was like, oh, Amit is kind of interested in Uber right now. Let's show him this piece of video that's from 10 years ago. The creator of that, of that piece of content has been monetizing that Uber interview in perpetuity for the past 11 years, has been gaining views from it. I went into their channel. I'm like, oh, they interviewed a bunch of entrepreneurs. I found all of these other people. Now I subscribe to like, that's the system. Yeah, yeah. YouTube's so beautiful, but that doesn't exist in audio because you do an no. episode in 2009, it's not popping up on Spotify because why would it, right? No. And so what kind of um, stats can you get? Like, cause I know YouTube, you obviously see subscribers, you see, um, you know, watch views and how many people have viewed it and so on like what can we expect to see in the back end so right now you've got listens and subscribers uh we're working diligently to build out a really good analytic system uh the listen time and then here's the other good thing because all the content is centralized in one place if someone listened to your idea for four minutes out of 10 minutes you know that idea has a 40 percent uh, listen ratio, watch time or listen time. And then if they, if you see a trend of multiple people stopping at the four minute mark, maybe, you know, oh, there was something that happened at four minutes that maybe I need to change for the next one mm. so that people don't leave. Those analytics are not there yet. It's very hard to build. We're working diligently. I'm on sure. That. <laughs> but, but, uh, but that's the idea. And I like, exciting. if we can build that, then it matters more than just seeing how many downloads you get. Cause a download, yeah. I mean, does that even mean someone listened to it? Like these are sort of right now. Yeah. And so as a user, I can um, subscribe, subscribe or follow, I don't know what the right word uses, but um, different podcasters, can I engage with them? Yeah, so you can subscribe to different um, audio creators on the platform, whether they're podcasters or spoken word creators. We have a lot of people that just mm. upload poetry and you oh, know, comedy. And, and it, yeah, and it's not even rooted in podcasts, which is why it's same thing with YouTube, right? You don't just have people who show vlogs. You have like people who are, you know, trying to show a day in the life of being an investment banker. And there's just so much diversity. Oh yeah, absolutely. Brand. Things you don't even right. think about. <laughs> right. Things you don't even think about. They pop up in your feed. And I'm like, that's interesting. I'm going to click on that. Um, and, and so that's what we have an idea. And people can comment and like uh, the ideas as well. So I think that's another feature that I think inevitably we'll come to Spotify and Apple, the idea of commenting. I feel like they just haven't implemented it yet. Um, but that's one of the things we offer. So content creators can actually post something and see the feedback in real time. Yeah. I think the reason it's hard to do that on something like Spotify and Apple is because if you post a Buzzsprout uh, and it goes to a trillion different apps, it's hard to measure the comments on all of those apps and keep it. Oh, it'd place. be crazy. Right. So that's I know. Why. And it's like iTunes, you can leave a review and that's kind of it. But I love that. Um, and Melanie, uh, one of my clients who's been using idea, which is kind of where I kind of discovered it and got more involved. Um, like she's had great comments from people that have listened to her episodes and you're able to reply and like have a conversation. It's like, how often do you get to actually interact with your podcast listeners? It's very few and far between. Yeah. And I think that's why, you know, the platform has to emerge that is actually going to be able to build that ecosystem. And, you know, we're trying to do that. And, I, and I, again, I think those types of features compounded time after year after year of just growing the ecosystem that should yeah. hopefully uh, grow the platform. And stuff. What have you found the most surprising after creating this? Um, well, so, so the, six months before our launch, it was a lot of user, uh, 
feedback and user growth and like just emailing people and asking them what they think about the platform. And the reason for that was because I wanted to know, do people even want this, right? Do people even care? Do, if we built this, would, would this be something that people use? Uh, and the feedback we got was really phenomenal. I mean, we got paragraphs on paragraphs from strangers. Like it really shocked That's me. That's awesome. Yeah, it was crazy. I would send an email like, hey, can you fill out this form? Tell me what you think about this after watching this video. And random people that are taking 20 minutes out of their day are typing me paragraphs saying, I think this is going to work. You need to go build this. This is going to be like the next big thing. Um, so that was awesome. That was a lot of motivation in the beginning days. Uh, so we got a lot of feedback from that. Then after we launched, you know, now it's a problem or a challenge of like, how do we get the world to care about it? Because that's yeah. obviously a problem uh, for anything. So we've been experimenting, failing, trying a bunch of different things, just like a normal startup would do. Totally. Uh, but I think the most surprising thing we've noticed is like keeping people's attention and retaining them is one of the most difficult things in the world, especially mm. when you've got Netflix and, and everything else that exists that's <laughs> crying for our attention. So being innovative enough and different enough to actually get people to care is, is the challenge right now. Yeah, cool. So what is in the works that you've got that you're, you know, playing with or updates? Well, right now we're building out a, a huge discover page feature. So if you go on something like YouTube or TikTok and you, or even Twitter and you click discover or Instagram, the explore page, um, it sort of amalgamates a ton of different content that they think would be interesting to you. And they put it right in front of your face, which is different from the home feed. The home feed is more so yeah. people you follow. Uh, so that we're building out an entire discover feed where we're actually going to be able to organize content from like motivational content to finance content, to all this different stuff and pick the best ideas to show up on that page. Uh, so we're working on that. We've cleaned up our app a launch uh, a lot. We launched the app in July and we just made a ton oh, awesome. of different. Yeah, we made a ton of different revisions to it. So the app is live now and it has very little bugs. I mean, if any on the app. Um, so yeah, just updating yeah. the app, working on analytics and getting that discover page out. Is really yeah, important. that's all. That's enough. I'm sure. <laughs> the li little bit on the plate, you know. I know, right? Um, and so what kind of industries, like, I know you said spoken word, which I thought I, I make sense, but I never even dawned on me, but are there like a lot of, you know, entrepreneurs or like, um, passion projects or like, you know, what's in there? Yeah, I think that, uh, we, I mean, I've been blown away by what I've seen. I think in the beginning, it was a lot of self-development entrepreneurship stuff. But now we've seen like, we've seen religious speakers come onto the platform. Uh, we've seen uh, people who talk about sexuality and sexual health. I mean, there's just so, there's a, I think we have like 50 categories at the top of the homepage. Oh, okay. On any of them. There's like so many uh, just different creators that pop up there. There's audio drama, audio fiction, uh, obviously spoken word, poets, comedians, TED Talk yeah. type of people that are oh, popping yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of content. I truly think, you know, we're getting into an age where we don't want to watch as much as we want to listen because we're all busy. So a lot of the things that we used to watch honestly could be listened to because the, the yeah. person speaking, the content is what matters. Like if I'm looking up, you know, legal terms on how to set up a contract, I really don't need to see the person talking about it unless they're showing me a specific word. All I need to do is listen and absorb yeah. the information in that way in an auditory manner. So I, I think the world's content over the next decade could be uploaded on, on Audia um, because a lot of it, 95% of it is, is listening anyway. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so good. And so um, do, you, uh, do you have ideas on there? Yeah, I've got a well. So I have uh, we have a feature called albums on Audio, where we're trying to take speakers and kind of turn them into the same way Spotify uh, brands musicians. Whereas musicians Ooh. have albums, uh, and which is a, like a, a cohesive compilation of their best audio content that tells a story, etc. 
Uh, and then there's singles released from those albums, right? Those singles are like the best songs off the album. We're trying to take that same model and apply it to speakers. It's like, could a speaker release a speaking album and release singles off that album in which the, 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 the songs were talks yeah. and those talks ultimately are like really important five to seven minute ideas, just like songs have four to five minute ideas expressed through music. So I have my own album on the platform that I made last year called the Silent Speeches Project. And I have a bunch of singles. If you go on my page and you'll That's see them. Cool. And, and yeah, I upload a ton of content all the time. So I, I'm an active creator as much as I am as a entrepreneur. And what's your favorite thing to listen to? My favorite thing to listen to over the past couple of months has been finance content. Um, I've been getting super big into stocks and investing. Obviously, wow. I love motivational and self-development stuff, but you're diverse. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm a big nerd, but like, I, I love philosophy. That is my bread and butter, but yeah. I'm getting so into the stock market and I, I just see it as this way where you can actually make generational wealth. So I'm just learning the ins and outs of it. Hmm. Um, so I listen to just like a lot of analysis on stocks. And yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Um, I was about to ask a question, but, uh, oh, so I love how like you've kind of given me some different ideas on like how it's so diverse. It's like, obviously as a podcaster, I would want to upload my podcast, but technically I can upload other audios that are almost like bonus content that I may not have on my site or they're like just shortened audio clips or just anything really. Like it doesn't have to be one specific thing. Whereas like in the podcasting world, you have your podcast go up and that's kind of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of the things we're trying to get rid of is this like stigma of how people distribute a podcast. Cause when I, when I talked to a lot of uh, people in the beginning days, they, they said like, my show has this theme, it has this brand and like, I got to stay true to the brand in order for it to make sense. Whereas on Audio, they've, they've noticed it's really free because it's just a channel where you can upload whatever. And it doesn't always have to be consistent with everything else because it's ultimately based on keywords and search. So one idea yeah. could be about financial independence. Another idea could be about, you know, imposter syndrome and all of these different things could link to a variety of different keywords that ultimately get recommended. So you don't just have to upload the podcast. You can upload any yeah. type of spoken word audio that is meaningful to you. And we are hopefully going to be able to find the right people to put that in front of and get them to listen to it. So it's really a free flowing stream of consciousness for you to just yeah. document your, your thoughts and hopefully we can immortalize those thoughts over time and get them discovered in perpetuity from people. I love that. That's gotten my wheels turning. And even when you were saying about speakers, like you could like upload like the talks that you do or the keynote speeches or like, uh -huh. gosh, all sorts of things. That's exciting. And because you can actually connect to the listener, um, that's pretty big. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest innovation, to be honest, is that if we can index the content that's on the platform mm -hmm. and organically show it to people who never knew about Lindsay Phillips, but they're interested in growing their podcast and she has a ton of podcasting content and tips and it pops up, then that means you get more discoverability at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, like we only win if we get creators to get discovered. And because I think I'm a creative before I'm an entrepreneur, that was the mission for even starting Audio. Because I, I started to do audio back in 2019, 2020. And I was just like, this sucks. I'm like, I'm just uploading it. And it's just dying. I get no feedback. Yeah. Spotify tells me I have 2000 plays. I'm like, who are these 2000 people? Like, where did this come from? Like, it's a very weird understanding of the niche. And then on top of that I'm like well I'm like 1000% responsible of driving traffic to this and I'm like I'm not against responsibility but I'm like why is the platform just getting all my free content and they're not doing anything for me so I was like if we could change that you know I think that could be big for creators I know and so for creators do you have different levels of joining or is there a cost is it free like how does that work 
Yeah, our goal is to be free forever. I mean, we truly want to be what YouTube has done for video. YouTube, you upload a trillion videos tomorrow. They will not stop you. They will pay for the storage costs, all that stuff. Because what they recognize the scale is more important than short-term economics. So, you know, some of the podcasting hosting services that I see, they make their money off this like seven, eight dollars, nine dollars a month based upon the gigabytes of content that they store. And to me, I'm just like, okay, I, I guess that works, but you know, on idea, it's like you, you upload your content for free and it, we host it for free because we just want enough content so that we can recommend it to more people so that they can get it for free and eventually yeah. join your tribe. And you're, yeah, so there's never going to be a cost. We, at least we don't envision any type of cost. Um, the goal is just to get people to keep uploading and, you know, see where it goes from there. Yeah. Now YouTube of course, um, has ads and monetization and all that good stuff. Um, you think you'll end up going that route? I mean, it's still early days, obviously, but yeah, I think monetization is going to take a couple of years, but I mean, the idea is if we could create a search engine for audio, um, the advertising that we could sell against that is going to be better than a lot of the other audio oh, apps yeah. because there's, there's search terms that people are using. So the audio is, the advertisements are just going to be fundamentally better. Um, and then we can share revenue with creators, right? YouTube has paid over $30 billion over the past three years to video creators, which yeah. is like people have made literal livings oh, on a platform. It blows my mind still. It blows my mind as well. So sometimes people criticize YouTube of being big tech and censorship and all this stuff. And, and I'm just like, look, there's a lot of, sure, there are problems, but you name me a platform that can get the world to use it and then pay 30 billion, which is 60% of its revenue to the people creating the content. Um, it, it's a hard thing to do. So, I mean, if we could do that for audio, I think a lot yeah. of creators wouldn't be stuck within the the weird advertising monetization situations. Yeah, it is developed. weird. With, yeah, they have to develop a relationship with advertisers, then they want to see their numbers. I'm like, on YouTube, you enter a partner program, the ads are yeah. put in your video, you're done. Like if we could do that for audio and simplify it, I think it could be pretty good. Yeah, that's awesome. Any recommendations for anyone starting an idea or like creating their channel for the first time? Yeah, the two main recommendations. Number one, we've seen some creators uh, not work out because sometimes they just upload you know, episode 65 or just the, uh, just the logo of their podcast. It would, and that, that works sometimes, but what really you want to understand is your idea is going to pop into someone's feed. So when it pops into someone's feed, you want to have a title that's a bit interesting to click on, not super clickbaity, but some type of title that like, mm -hmm. is not just about season four, episode 53, but rather what is this thing I'm the clicking topic. on? Yeah. And then your thumbnail shouldn't always just be the logo. It should be something a little bit more interesting mm -hmm. that gets people interested to click because they don't know who you are yet. So your logo is not necessarily that relevant. Uh, and then B, you don't want to keep it super long in the beginning. I can upload your full stuff, but if you can keep it to 10, 15 minutes, just to test the waters a little bit, see mm -hmm. how it does and then upload the hour long stuff, then that's fine. So keep it a little bit short, have a specific title, have a good thumbnail, and that's what you need to go. That's a good idea. Now for podcasters, we normally have like episode graphics, right? That are for the guest and whoever's on it and what have you. But in YouTube, it's like thumbnails are slightly different. They're more, um, I don't know, they kind of grab your attention more and yes. the lettering is bigger and so on. It's got a different yes. look. Um, would you recommend that kind of approach for idea with like different thumbnails than you normally would when you do social for your podcast? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, know, I know that takes a little bit more work, but again, if you're investing into the platform- Yeah, Canva, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, Canva, I, I love that company. I mean, they made things so easy, but yeah, because again, you got to recognize we're, we are trying to do the really hard thing of putting random strangers content that are not the Joe Rogans of the world in front of mm. random people. And the, if we win, the connection between a random podcast, a random idea uh, 
in front of a random stranger that gets them to click and then ultimately get discovered is going to be where the magic happens. Yeah. But there's got to be some juice underneath that relationship that makes it work. And the uh, specific thumbnail and title that is enticing enough to click on when it pops in your feed, matched with our algorithms, putting it in front of the right people, that's, that's the mix. But we got to get that to happen first. Yeah, right? yeah. Great tips. Awesome. Any last words? No, none for me. It's just uh, if you are interested in checking it out, audia.io slash register, yes. you guys can check it out. Uh, we have a Discord that we started for creators with with a bunch of people in the community talking Ooh. every day about Audia. So as soon as you sign up, actually, there'll be a Discord notification oh, right cool. on your profile. So you can just click that right there. Discord, for people who don't know, it's like a, a messaging app that centralizes a lot of people and their conversations and discussions. Um, so yeah, try to join the community if you want to check it out and you can download the app and hopefully people enjoy it. That is awesome. Well, I'm excited to see all the different changes and to watch it grow. And obviously my podcast will be on there. <laughs> So I'm pretty excited and you kind of, you've got my, uh, my creative juices going on what else I can uh, upload to it to, to build on it. That's pretty awesome. Absolutely. Thank you, Lindsay, for having me on. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for joining me. And that is a wrap for this episode of the Leverage Your Podcast Show. What is your next step? Head to leverageyourpodcastshow.com to listen to more episodes to get more insider secrets. And if you are now itching to take advantage of the power of podcasting and launch your own podcast, be sure to grab my free launch guide at launchyourpodcastguide.com. We'll see you soon.